I'm Justin Lesko, present Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt and former pro MMA fighter. If you watch the Gordon Ryan versus Felipe Pena match, you are probably in the same boat that I am. You probably enjoyed the match, even with the rather anticlimactic ending. But match aside, you probably had some complaints about flow grappling and more than just the usual ones that we're used to. To me, Gordon Ryan versus Felipe Pena was the epitome of everything wrong with flow grappling and why, unless they make some changes, the sport of jiu-jitsu has already reached the most mainstream it's going to get with flow grappling at the helm, which isn't really that mainstream at all. Luckily for them, I know exactly what they need to do to fix things. Task number one, obviously, is make Epic Roll their official outfitter. Just like Reebok and Venom with the UFC, except this time with Flow, the gear from Epic Roll will actually look cool. Epic Roll is gear designed by grapplers, for grapplers, and would definitely improve a substandard broadcast from Flow Grappling. Gis, rash guards, fight shorts, t-shirts, hoodies, joggers, everything you need for on the mat or off the mat, Epic Roll has you covered. And I've got you covered with a 15% discount off your entire order at epicrollbjj.com with the code PODCAST15. Give them a follow on Instagram at epicrollbjj and make sure to tag them when you're wearing your Epic Roll gear. epicrollbjj.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Let's break down a bad broadcast, pretty good match, weird ending, and a lot of post-fight controversy. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Why is flow grappling like this, and how can we fix it? I've got some ideas. The match itself, I did enjoy. It's unusual to say that for a 46-minute match, but overall, I had fun watching it. There was some heavy hand fighting and head smacking to start, which basically just looked like an excuse for two guys who don't like each other to smack the shit out of each other. We had some big takedowns. We had a lot of scrambles. We had guard play from both guys with both guys trying to pass each other's guard. There was some drama after they went out of bounds with Felipe initially refusing to take bottom position, but eventually accepting that position. And then there was this really weird moment where Felipe went over to the commentary table, but we'll get more on that in a minute. There were fun and very technical leg entanglements. I was into it. I I thought that it was a good match. And then it was just over. Felipe seemingly just said enough is enough and the match was over. It was very strange and very sudden. This is where the controversy starts. In his post-fight interview, which I for sure cannot play because I'll get a copyright strike, Pena basically alleged that Flo sort of forced him to fight uh, after Leandro Lowe passed away, and that was someone that Felipe was very close with. Felipe didn't want to do the match, and then Flo allegedly said, no, you can't pull out, and that he had to compete for at least 30 minutes. And it seemed like from Gordon's post-fight speech that Flo asked Gordon to do 30-minute time limit instead, and Gordon said no. If he's too upset to compete, then changing the match from no time limit to 30 minutes really shouldn't matter. And this brings us back to that weird time in the middle of the match when Felipe was at the table. When it first happened, I was thinking that Pena was just saying he's done and, and giving up and the match is over. 
and Gordon was celebrating like the match was over, and that's kind of what happened a little bit later. Felipe just stopped the match. But this time, instead, it seemed that maybe he was trying to say, okay, it's been 30 minutes, that's what we agreed on, and the match is done. But he was maybe told, no, it's not done, and he was sent back out to keep competing, at which point you could tell he was just looking tired and, and defeated, and it wasn't that long after that that the match did actually end. Assuming what Gordon said in his speech is true, and he really would have been okay with Felipe postponing the match, like he claims, then that is really pretty shitty of Flo to force Pena to compete. Yes, force is the right word there because contracts are a thing. I mean, he's not going to get arrested if he refuses to compete, but they have a contract and ignoring that would be problems. Felipe also had 10k of his own money on the line, which they could just refuse to give back to him if he didn't go out there. I do feel bad for Pena. I, I did enjoy the match. I would have liked to have seen it go longer or to a more normal conclusion. I mean, sub only, no time limit match ending without a sub is not great. And that sort of brings me to the bigger point. Flow grappling needs to make some big changes. For a long time, I have been a bit of a defender of flow in some regard. A lot of people really dislike flow, and I did an entire episode about why. First of all, the scheduling. You have the biggest star in the sport going against a hated rival who also happens to be the person everyone thinks is his biggest challenge. Naturally, you schedule that match to take place after midnight on a Sunday night in a no time limit sub only match that could potentially go until 2 in the morning. Yes, the UFC events start at 10 and often finish well into the following day. What day is that that those events start? Saturday, meaning a majority of the people watching don't have to work the next morning. In terms of finding out who the best grapplers are, then yes, I do think no time limit sub only is the truest test of who is the best grappler. But when Gordon Ryan basically tells you he wants the match to last as long as possible to wear on Felipe, and it's starting technically on Monday morning, that is not going to help the viewership. In fairness, the match was supposed to start earlier, but Flo was just, you know, accidentally 90 minutes late to start the event. So yeah, if we're looking for things they need to improve, I'd say starting your event on time would be a good way to go. And we're not talking like five or 10 minutes late. They were 90 minutes late. Imagine the UFC just accidentally starting an event at 1130 instead of 10. Or well, the Super Bowl was supposed to start at 7, but whoops, it's 9.30, I guess we'll do the kickoff now. Completely unprofessional. When you combine all of these issues from just this event, and you add in all of the usual flow complaints, like poor stream quality, less than stellar commentary, camera angles usually missing important moments, it's just not what you'd expect from the leader in broadcasting the sport. If jiu-jitsu is going to grow to be a more mainstream sport, we either need Flo to make changes or we need someone else to take over the lead role in broadcasting jiu-jitsu. I mean, right now it can't be me, maybe if you give me a few years, but right now I, I can't do it. We do need grappling on TV for free from time to time to bring in new viewers. We need events to run on time. We need top-notch engaging commentary. We need the camera to not be missing key moments and the things that are happening on the mat. 
You can keep the production value with the intro packages and the lights and the aesthetic. I, I dig it. I truly think it's a great show. But until we fix those other issues, the production value just doesn't matter. Right now, the people who are going to tune in at midnight on a Sunday to watch Gordon Ryan are going to do so whether you have a smoke machine or not. Find a way to fix these basic broadcast mistakes and then maybe come see me about how the event looks. If it looks great, but people don't want to watch because the broadcast sucks, what does it matter? I guess my free advice to Flo, since I am sure they are huge fans of yours truly, is don't start an event 90 minutes late and don't put the biggest star in the sport on at midnight and behind a paywall on a Sunday. That's not how we grow the sport. And since we're making improvements, how about a monthly subscription option, not just an auto renew yearly for 160 bucks? Thanks. Thank you all for listening. In the description below, I did put a lot of links for you, like the link to YouTube where you can watch the video version of every episode and tons of content that doesn't really work audio only. The link to my Instagram and the Instagram for the podcast that you can follow. Plus, I put the link to Patreon where you can get ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, bonus episodes, exclusive contests and giveaways, tons of stuff for just two bucks a month. So please check that out and support the show. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you all next time.